<laughs> just in case, listeners, in case I break into laughter during the next hour and a half while we're recording, during the breakdown, just <laughs> <laughs> squash. <laughs> <laughs> Double strength squash. Double strength squash. <laughs> and he had a pike gun. Guys, it's just not funny, but it's it is. <laughs> <laughs> Ter- uh, Dan made his squash so strong he had to slice it to have it. It basically made like he jelly. gave a small amount of it to Lucy, and her squash is too strong. <laughs> What what absolutely sold it for me though is it's one of those weird pint glasses. Yeah. It's thin at the bottom, and he was clearly holding the glass <laughs> to hide how much squash he'd poured in it. And I swear to God, if he if we hadn't noticed, I reckon he would have just tried to drink that squash, <laughs> and he would have died. <laughs> I, I, he would have died. I was not hiding it. <laughs> I want to stress the first squash-related death in years. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing so much. It just gets me. Uh, Guys laugh at the weirdest stuff. Yeah, but you're such a pig. Me? Why did you have so much squash? Anyone else would have gone, whoa, I put a bit much squash in it. You were just silently going about your business, (laughs) trying to hide the eight litres of squash you put into this small glass. (laughs) (laughs) It was a mistake. I wasn't paying attention to what I was doing. But for how long? (laughs) You put so much. You're like a monologue while you're pouring your squash. (laughs) Oh. I was trying to watch a Ridley Scott film. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. <coughs> oh god. Right. We're I'm just gonna sweating. I'm laughing so much. We're just gonna eat these crisps, aren't we? Um, should we start? Yeah. Ready, Dan? Are you still not going to eat, despite the fact we're going to sit here eating? Yeah, of course I'm not going to fucking eat, because I do a podcast. <clears throat> You'll have to do all the talking then. Get ready, Terry, you've got to introduce it again. Yeah. Don't forget to introduce yourself, by the way. Well, did I not introduce no. myself last time? Oh, really? Hi. We ready? Mm-hmm. Hello, and welcome to Too Much Time On Our Hands, the theatrical cut. We're here for part two of Sir Ridley Scott, or Sir Ridders, as we call him, because we're close personal friends here. As always, I'm Terry, and I'm joined by Sonia... Hello. And again, we are joined by Dan from the Motherpod. Hello, Dan. Hello there. I've got no air horn for you. No, that's fine. But we have got some lovely crisps. Stop eating crisps on the podcast. Oh, oh. my God, it's disgusting. <laughs> you guys just, are revolting. I just spat crisp on the little netty. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Mark that one with your name. You're having that every week now. Oh, yeah, no. By all means, because we are the only people that you are the only people <laughs> that use these microphones. Ah, you'll be all right. Okay. Right, so last time we got... Really? You're eating with a mouthful? <laughs> eating really? with a mouthful? Really? Of course she's eating with a mouthful. No, just speaking with a mouthful. <laughs> did you not listen to the last pod? Yes, I did, yeah. I basically presented half of it with cracker in my mouth. I'm aware of that, yeah. The other half I had cock in my mouth. <laughs> not mine. I was about to say, Terry just 
patiently to sing there while you're <laughs> filleting someone. I wasn't filleting them, I sat it in my mouth. <laughs> Flaccid. Just... <laughs> Terry just looking at his notes sheepishly just like can we <laughs> you, you could have at least told me he was going to be here <laughs> the guy just staring at me in the eyes the entire time just looks over and just winks at you no just staring at me dead face oh what a terrible terrible image right <clears throat> This is a much happier pod than last week. So if you recall, last time we recorded, I just watched three of the most just miserable films in my film collection and I was on the verge of tears for the whole thing. Um, so this is much uh, much more jolly than the uh, Women in Cinema pod that we recorded two weeks ago. So we, we got up to um, Sir Ridder's career, 2001. Hannibal. Last episode, yeah. We got up to the film Hannibal, which we all agreed was underrated and we all forgot it was actually directed by him so we're going to jump to 2003 the year that sir ridders was knighted became sir ridders and the release of the film matchstick men which was my kex file <clears throat> i've not seen it mm. no, me neither so i went into um my local kex and they've they've put the 50p section in place finally oh which is awesome it's, it's a makes, dream isn't it mm. Although the one thing I've noticed, they don't seem to have a lot of under 50p films now. I remember ages ago, like you get a 10p film, mm. you get a 25p film. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so I did have a list and I was struggling to find anything on the list. And I, out of desperation, I started looking for a film, uh, the film A Good Year. I didn't really want to see that film, but I figured that would be there. It wasn't. I ended up getting Matchstick Men. Um, and I knew nothing about it, um, apart from it had Sam Rockwell in it. So I was like, always a winner. Um, Well happy with my choice. I purposely didn't read the back of it, so I knew nothing about it. I watched it yesterday. I don't think I know what it's about. watched it yesterday afternoon. So it's... uh, Have you seen it, Dan? Nope. It's got... um, Oh, look, I've got it here. I'll um, I'll show it to everyone. Nick Cage. Here it is. Yeah, I I, want to know the conversation between Nick Cage and Ridley Scott. That just Mm -hmm. seems like a match made in... And Sam Rockwell, just the, the three of them talking as themselves. Um, anyway, so um, Matchstick Men is about a couple of con men. Um, so Nicholas Cage and Sam Rockwell play a couple of con men. Um, and Nicholas Cage has got a load of phobias, mm. um, which are controlled by these pills. So he's got tics and he's got phobias. He's very like OCD and he's obsessed with um, cleaning his house and stuff. And like people not wearing shoes on the carpet and other, other stuff. If he doesn't take his pills, he's, he gets these tics. Um, you know, which is when they're trying to like um, con people. Obviously, it, it's not a good look. Um, <clears throat> anyway, he's really struggling with his uh, phobias, and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, his his daughter that he didn't know existed appears in his life. Um, and the story is about kind of him dealing with his phobias and with this daughter that's just appeared in his life. Um, and then the film goes on, they're still conning people, he teaches his daughter how to con people, and then something happens at the end, and there's a big con, and blah, 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 the film ends. Um, I won't tell you what happens at the end, because it will be a spoiler. Why have you just given me that? Because it was my thing, I didn't think it was mine. mine. What, this Disney Disney princess pen, which um, Dan has assumed is mine, but actually... (laughs) Hashtag equality, this pink... Princess pen actually belongs to Terry. There you go. Thank you. Hashtag me too. Um, there you go, Terry. There's your pink pen bag. Um, it's your house. That's why so, I assume. Oh. 
shut up. Keep digging. So Matchstick Man, about a couple of con men, pulling off all these big cons. Big con at the end. Ending. Um, I love a heist film. It's mad not, that I haven't seen it. Not really a heist film. A con movie. film. Yeah. Um, and it's really about how those two play each other. About how all the characters play each other, actually. Um, really, really good. Really, really enjoyable. I don't really want to tell you too much about what happens towards the end because it was a nice little... Oh, I did kind of see it coming. Um, a nice little ending. Um, Terry, you're getting through those crisps at a good lick, mate. I reckon I'm going to move this tub and finish those. I've got long arms. Um, <clears throat> get away, Dan. You're not having any. But I'm not going to take any. You want to get them so away yeah. from both of us. Yeah. <laughs> Match, matchstick men, really, really good. Um, I probably the best Kex file I've watched. Um, I'm not sure that I've watched a good one. But but really, really good. And it, it put me in mind when I was watching it of um, good... Nice guys, not good guys. Nice guys with uh, Russell, Russell Crowe Crow and uh, oh, like Ryan Gosling. Banter. Yeah, that kind of relationship, um, sort of. You know, when something's just a bit more, when you, because I didn't know anything about it, and I didn't know anything about uh, Nice Guys when I saw it as well. But I, it was essentially funnier than I was expecting. Mm. This isn't a comedy by any stretch of the imagination, but it's, it's just entertaining. Um, Nicholas Cage is really good in it, and Sam Rockwell is Sam Rockwell in it, so we're not going to go brilliant. wrong there. Um, really, is really the good. the daughter played by anyone famous? Or? I don't think so. Um, she's playing a 14 year old, so probably not. Uh, no. Her name's not on the. Oh. Alison Lohman? I've heard the name, but I wouldn't be able to place it anywhere. No. I don't know who this is. It's quite an old film. She was in Drag Me to Hell. Oh, is that her? That's what. That's what I thought the name was. <coughs> She's like giving up acting now, isn't she? Don't well, know. Well, she's not been in anything recently. <laughs> For about ten years. Pretty much since Drag Me to Hell, I think. But yeah, Matchstick Men, really decent. Smash Didn't me. win any awards. Have to Wasn't have nominated for anything. Yeah, there you go. Because I forgot all the films last week. I was, when we were, <coughs> I was listening back to the podcast, there was loads of films I said, I'll borrow that, I'll borrow that. I took nothing home. Oh, that's because I'd put... Oh, there's no disc in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I'm being a dick and I'm checking a disc in there. It fucking isn't. When we walk past the DVD player on the way out... Don't no, no, pop that in there. What the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> Sorry. thought you might want your business receipts, claiming it back from the pod. Oh, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll give that to Dan afterwards, my receipt for the Majestic. Um, More chance of me paying for you to go to Cannes, I think, then. So, Magic Men from 2003. Oh. I heartily recommend it. I really, really liked it. Um... 2005, one of you said you'd seen this, Kingdom of Heaven. It's from the cinema. Did you? Yeah, went shit. Cinema. I it, don't think I saw it in the cinema. Seems to remember it's about eight hours long, it feels like, it's, uh, watching it. From what I've, because I saw it and wasn't that impressed, so mm. this is Orlando Bloom yeah. as a action hero, which I've not really got any beef with Orlando Bloom, but he isn't a fucking leading man action hero in the Russell Crowe mould. Um, but apparently there's a director's cut out now which is infinitely better but oh, it's really? even longer it's like three hours but how apparent- long is this film then? it's a long film it's, it- it's over two hours mm. um, but apparently they cut loads of stuff out to bring the runtime down and it just made the film not make sense and apparently this director's cut which I haven't seen mm. is infinitely better and actually makes it into a very very good film what's it about? The Crusades, basically. I've yeah. moved away from the mic because Dan doesn't like the crunching. So it, it's um, Orlando Bloom plays a character. It's a typical 
thinks he's on the right side until something happens and then he's got to defend the people that he was originally fighting against type of film if that makes any sense mm-hmm. all based around the Knights Templars and the Crusades yeah. and but it, it takes a long time to get going to, to get anywhere in this film to get to the point and is there's a hint of like Last Samurai about it as well yeah. in the same same kind of style but it, it, it's just a it felt like Ridley Scott was trying to recapture what he had in Gladiator yeah and missed by a mile yeah yeah, we're getting to a point where Ridley Scott, <clears throat> there is definitely like the odd film here where he's, his ability to vet writers is not quite as good as it was, I would say, potentially. Because mm. I've also heard it said as well that mm. he reinvigorated the sword and sandal film with Gladiator and then killed it again with this <laughs> film. <laughs> that, that might be fairly fair. Yeah. So I have no real memories other than mm. even watching it, just thinking, what is Orlando Bloom doing in this role? Yeah. So sort of off the back of Pirates of the Caribbean who was a bit like fashionable. Yeah. So whether he was like thrust upon him by the studio because I've got an interesting story about a later film of his where someone was pushed upon him. Um, you can imagine that happening where they say, no, we want Orlando Bloom. He's hot, yeah. he's fashionable. Make it work because it's got quite a good cast from what I've got. It's got like Liam Neeson in yeah. parts of it, Ed Norton. Philip Glenister. Yeah. Oh, Gene Keeney. Like, yeah, yeah, hot at the time as well. Yeah. yeah. Hot all the time, but um, no, I have Michael moderate Sheen. memories of it. But yeah, it's just it's very very long. Mm. It's one of those when you don't love a film, it is hard to set yourself up for like a three hour viewing. Oh yeah, totally, totally. But it's I remember going to see it at the cinema. I think because it had Legolas in it. Yeah. So I Same wanted to see it. that. Yeah. Um, and Ridley Scott because I love Gladiator as well yeah. and I think that's what drew me I think a lot of the marketing tried to cash in it was like from the director of Gladiator yeah, yeah. Kingdom of Heaven and they just didn't need to do that no it's 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 uh, yeah it, they just kept reminding people about an infinitely better film that you weren't watching <laughs> a needlessly <clears throat> long film but yeah <clears throat> okay following on from that then I haven't seen Kingdom of Heaven and if I'm honest neither of you have sold it to me mm. no I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it to anyone um a Good Year came out in 2006. This always struck me as like a Russell Crowe rom-com type film. Mm. It's basically what it is. Oh, okay. He plays like a... I think I have, I've seen it, but not for a long time. He's basically like a businessman, and I can't remember if he inherits a farm or he decides to buy like this little vineyard in the middle of France. And it's a bit... He sort of goes there and it's like him trying to sort of relax rebuild his life away from the stresses and he sort of meets a girl but it, it's a very unridly Scott kind of film because mm. it is like a sort of weird little rom-com mm. sort of set in the middle of France Ooh. I feel like originally he's <laughs> <coughs> originally he's there for a certain amount of time and then decides to stay there longer because of he, he's enjoying it and he's like feeling more himself but yeah quite forgettable I can't really remember much about it have you seen it, Dan? No, I don't know anything about it. Do you think he just made like Ridley made it just because um, it's Russell Crowe and their mates? It might have been. It might have been a case of Russell going. Oh, I found this film that I think would be quite interesting in like the right hands, and I think you could be the right hand. Maybe they both fancied a jolly in France together. Yeah, seems we're, reasonable. We're getting to the point as well where Russell Crowe's going to try his hand at directing at this point as well. A few years later, well, the water well, diviner. Yeah, yeah, that's probably a fair few years later. Mm. Yeah. But but that's worth mentioning that Ridley Scott has this amazing acting tree in American football you describe the coaching tree which is I asked to bring fucking <laughs> which is fucking new he'd have to talk about it yeah. coaches that come from one coach that learnt their trade from that coach yeah. and Ridley Scott 
you can kind of do the same thing as well. The actors have gone into directing just because they've spent a prolonged amount of time with Ridley Scott. And Who other than Ridley, other than Russell Crowe, is there? Well, weirdly, there was an interview with Idris Elba on the Kermode and Mayo podcast, and he he's asked about who inspired him. Uh, I can't remember who the other person he mentions was, but one of them was having conversations with Ridley Scott when on films with him, and he goes, "He's just the smartest person in the room." Yeah. You you walk in and Ridley Scott. Well, he hasn't been in a room with us. <laughs> Has he heard us? Sonia's face stories? was hilarious there. <laughs> <laughs> so cocksure. <laughs> it was. Um, he's he's he can talk to anyone on set about the filmmaking process and be the mm. the person that knows the most about it. And Idris Elba says that when when Yardi comes out, he wants Ridley Scott to look at it and he wants him to see like a at least a hint of Ridley Scott in that film. There's so xenomorph in it. Yeah, he's added an alien, alien and a gladiator. Yeah, and Thelma to it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I want to watch Yardi. I want to watch Yardi. Mm. It looks really good. Um, but it, but it, and Idris Elba definitely sells it to me in that interview as well. What Yardi? Yeah, Idris Elba. I think can sell anything to me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, sweet. Uh, okay then. So moving on to another film which I thought I'd seen, but I don't think I have. American Gangster. So me and Dan were talking about this, yeah. so we both went to rewatch it, but this is a three hour number. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Uh, so this is Denzel and Russell Crowe again. Oh, I'm so fucking sick of Russell Crowe. <laughs> this is basically the Russell Crowe podcast. I think has this got Idris in it as well? Yeah. Or Idris. Yeah, that's oh, this one of the Is films. it Idris? Is it Idris? Idris, I think. I think it's Idris, yeah. 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 Idris, yeah. I don't know now that you've said it out loud, <laughs> but now I'm gonna have to watch that. Yeah. It's got a Chuatalea for it as well while we're talking about uh, names that are hard to pronounce. I thought it was Cheetah There we go. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. I'm glad you do know how to pronounce his name because he crops up again later and yeah. I was thinking, yeah. oh, fuck, I'm going to have to say <laughs> he, um, It's a good film. Yeah, it is a very good film, but it is just lengthy because this is a proper true lifer, isn't it? Yeah. Is it like the film Departed? Mm. I, I mean, <clears> this is... Like a period piece, mm. whereas Departed is set. Obviously, it's made about ten years ago. It was set like modern day. Whereas this is seventies, eighties. Might be, might be one of the best recent films Denzel's done. As well, better than the Equalizer too. I haven't seen and Equalizer the Equalizer. Too. I haven't seen either of those, but this is probably slightly more worthy than. Oh um, yeah, so that's this a, is like a yeah. proper film. Um, <laughs> but no, I haven't seen it for a while. But I just remember really enjoying it. Denzel being amazing and again mm. world building because it is it feels like I get I can't remember if it's the 70s or the 80s it's the 70s yeah it yeah. feels like that era like they've done a really good job on like the clothes the cars the setting like the feel of the film are there any afros in it oh, of course there are. I, bet, I bet Idris has got a lovely one um, <laughs> afro that is uh, <laughs> 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 although I'm sure his members lovely as He's <laughs> um, probably got his own record deal. Um, <laughs> that can DJ too. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I really. But enjoyed he doesn't it. need a stick. <laughs> no, I mean it looks like a stick. Got branches on it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I can't really say anything other than I just remember enjoying it. Although that said. <clears throat> Uh, we didn't bring up. We did have some contact. Steve oh, got I was just in touch about, to about say, this film. Didn't, didn't we have some feedback? But isn't Steve a bit of a Denzel super fan? He, he is a massive Denzel fan. He also mentioned Gladiator. But I feel He's like a we, massive co- we covered all of his points about Gladiator. But yeah, he just would say 
Uh, he thinks it's one of his best, one of Ridley's best films, partly down to Denzel. He's a big fan of true life stories. Is it a true story? Mm. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a really long film, but an easy watch. A huge cast with great supporting actors uh, and just overall a really well-made film. Who's the lead? Denzel. And yes. Denzel's the bad guy and, and Russell Crowe's the cop yeah. trying to bring it. The whole film is like uh, cat and mouse trying to bring mm. him down. Might have seen this. Maybe. It's really good. Um, no. Doesn't a fair coat play like a really big part in the yeah. film? Because like they... Russell Crowe's hunting like the head of a gang, but he doesn't know who it, he doesn't know that Denzel is the person, and it's the coat that gives him away. Yeah, because Denzel spends a lot of the time in the background, doesn't yeah. he? In terms of like the he's like at the front row yeah. at a boxing match in a coat, and Russell Crowe's like that fucking coat's worth about ten grand. Yeah. we need to pay attention to this guy. Um, no Oscar wins, but two nominations. Mm. What do you think it got nominated for? Director and actor for Denzel. I've, it just popped up in front of me, so I can't, I'm going to stay out. Um, supporting actress and art direction. Who's the supporting actress? I don't know. Hmm. Oh, no, I was, I was looking at something different. You said producer on this one, so I must be wrong. But, yeah. What, what are you doing? I'm seeing what who the supporting actress was. Oh, uh, Carla Gugino? No. Oh, she in it? Yeah, oh, no, it was a small name. Um, Ruby D. Oh, never heard of it. Don't know who she is. Um, anything else to say about Goodyear? Um, American, American Gangster. Gangster nope no, I, I, I will watch it again at some point yeah. I I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I've got it I walked into my dad watching it the other day weirdly <laughs> enough so yeah it's probably better than some other things you could walk in on him watching well, yeah. um, any of the shit that he usually watches to be fair just FYI mm. for um, anyone listening to this if you've ever met Dan's parents they're infinitely more um, interesting and likeable than Dan so that comment you just made about your dad. Listen to their fucking podcast. That <laughs> comment you just made about your dad, yeah. I just find highly offensive because you know he's such a cool guy. Stop standing up for my dad. You know what was that him. program I watched with him? I don't know. Oh, um, Forged in Fire. Yeah. The one where they make the sword. It's X Factor with swords, basically. Yeah, it was really, that really awesome. good. It is that was incredible. that time. That was that night that Dan got his hair cut. You weren't there. Dan got his hair cut, right? And it was fucking shit, right? And he walked in and his mum just laid into him straight away. She was like, who did you hear? The fucking council? <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Happy times. Yeah, I love So, it. so good. Um, okay, so moving on then. We're going to skip over Body of Lies because none of us have seen it or have seen it recently enough to talk about it. Yeah, I just... It's got I Leonardo have s- in it, hasn't yeah. it? So I've definitely seen it. I've got it. I own yeah. it, but it came out in 2008. Leo's like a CIA operative, oh, and I think Russell Crowe's like a handler or fucking something. fucking Russell Crowe's in it. It's got Mark Strong and Oscar Isaac. Yeah, Mark, yeah. have to watch it. Yeah, Mark Strong. I thought you would have seen it because yeah. it's got Oscar Isaac in it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Oh, God, Dan's no, got a stick I, I have seen it, but I can't remember <laughs> anything about it, other than I remember it being quite um, procedural, mm. like rather than action-based. Um, yeah, it came out in 2008. That was probably the last time I saw it. <clears throat> okay, moving on. Another Russell fucking Crowe film <laughs> from 2010, Robin Hood. Do you remember we saw this at the cinema in a double date? What? Me and Jem, you and Craig. Oh, God. No, I don't. I feel sick to my stomach <laughs> just thinking about it. Um, okay, at the time, I was with Craig and he's a big Russell Crowe fan. Um, I rewatched this recently. Mm. I rewatched it this week. I watched it this week. I watched it the first time this week. It's on Netflix. Mm hmm. Mm. That's the one I watched on Netflix. Thoughts? 
I... It's got one of my hashtag faves in it. It's got Kate Blanchett Yeah, so in Kate, it. I think she's a highlight in it. I think she keeps her accent up very well, which let's just get, get the <laughs> elephant in the room. <laughs> what the fuck is Russell Crowe's accent in this film? He got a lot of stick for that accent. I remember he had a thing because they were like, oh, it's not. And he, was like, he wasn't playing it northern, he was playing it Cornish because obviously mm. in this film, he isn't Robin Loxley. He's yeah. Robin Longstride who impersonates Robin Loxley. And so he's putting on like a Cornish accent, which there are places where he has a decent accent, but it just flops into American, into Australian, into generic English. It's all over the place. I actually enjoyed this film a lot more than I thought I was going to re-watching it. I had memories of it being meh, mm. like not bad, not brilliant, but as we've talked about before, like the world building, like it starts with like a battle yeah. like in France with King Richard on his way back to England having fucked up the crusades essentially pillaging their way through um and we meet robin with his, i mean he's literally got the full gang isn't he? little john's mm. there will scarlet alan yeah. adale's there um and then it <clears throat> shit goes south when the king gets murdered yeah and they have to get back and they impersonate knights and that's how he ends up becoming robin of loxley rather than robin longstride it's like a more serious knight's tale but yeah yeah um oh, knight's tale's great though yeah I'd probably rather rewatch that than this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought the action in it was very good. I think Russell Crowe is a decent action star. I don't think this is one of his better performances, mm. but I do think there's many people that would have done a lot worse with this role than Russell Crowe did. Um, but it's just, I remember the first time I saw it, it was just, it wasn't the typical Robin Hood story that people I think were expecting. This is almost like a Robin Hood prequel mm. and it ends with them in the woods mm. as outlaws Matthew McFadden as the sheriff of Nottingham I think he's actually very good in this he doesn't really yeah. get a lot to do but the little bits he has I think he's very good in Mark Strong's great in it as well yeah as Godfrey the uh, it's really weird watching it on Netflix none of the French had subtitles mm. and I don't know if that's legit or if it's just Netflix fucking up because there's quite a lot of French in that film yeah um, might possibly because I was watching it on the iPad but no I not brilliant but I enjoyed it one, I watched it on the telly, it had Netf- uh, mm. subtitles. No, it must have just been my iPad then. Um, this film made me realise that um, a couple of things. I don't really like Russell Crowe. <laughs> and second, um, I possibly find Ridley Scott films more boring than interesting. I think this is a bad example of that. I th- yeah. I, my, my problem with, with this film is, for starters, everyone should take out the accent because that's the yeah. one thing everyone Yeah, I don't, I don't care about that. It's just one of those things that I read. And apparently he walked out of an interview mm. when someone yeah. asked him yeah. about it. It's just one of those funny things that you pick up on. It's just like, oh, apparently he's yeah. got a terrible accent. I didn't so really pay much attention to it. It doesn't affect the film. My, I, I think it doesn't have the payoff. It, there's, there's not enough of a build-up no. So there's there's no build up of tension in this film. Mm. Like there's a lot of things happening in a lot of different places, but none of them really come together and make you really hate anyone in the film too much. Like Oscar Isaac puts in a decent performance, but I would always say that because I just love him. Yeah. Um, and you know I think Russell Crowe's decent. The Merry Men, although they're, yeah. they're never really mentioned as that in the film, are great as well. I just think it's that it doesn't have the build up. No, to, it, to this big climactic fight it's very yeah. slow and then it just becomes and one of the things that I mean this is possibly a question yeah. you can answer so they're in Nottingham for most of the film yeah where are the French invading from this was another thing that's come up 
because regularly. they get there fucking quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they <laughs> and seem to skip ne- through a few co- now, counties. Yeah, from now to get to Nottingham to the south coast would take you a while by car. Yeah, they're on horseback. Yeah, that's that's been brought up a few times as well. Yeah. And and it has Sorry. also in the um, Kevin Costner. It seems to be geography just goes out the window when it yeah. when Robin Hood's involved. Be interesting to see what happens with the uh, the next one. That's that fucking awful. Yeah, it doesn't look great, does it? And I love what's his Tara face. Negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. It's got a good cast, but it's just just looking at it, it looks so crisp and shiny, which yeah. that's not what I associate with Robin Hood. For me, the best Robin Hood film is, of course, Men in Tights. Yeah, agree. Absolutely fantastic Robin Hood film. But it just it just feels I like the Disney one. This, oh yeah, and the Disney one, obviously. This is a bad example of Ridley Scott does tension quite well by building these these worlds. That's what Blade Runner is. Blade Runner is this. Not much happens in Blade Runner, but when something does happen, you feel like you've earned it. If that makes any mm. sense. I feel like I don't know if it was intended to be like the start of a franchise. Of this film, and I mm. feel like potentially that's where it, where it's lacking because yeah. potentially they've held things back, like they've held the sheriff back. Yeah, they've held other stuff that could be in another film, and perhaps as people should always not do, is not be working on the third film while you're making the first film. No. Make the best film you can and see what happens. Yeah, totally. As the dark universe is now finding out. <laughs> Very much so. Are we done with Robin Hood? Mm. Yeah. yeah I, thought, I thought it was a fucking snooze fest. I had to watch it in two settings and I was livid. Um, 2012. I feel like Dan might have something to say about this. Prometheus? Love Prometheus. Um, it's a terrible film that I love and I'm openly willing to admit that it's a bad film but I like what he was trying to do with it what was he trying to do with it he make was a film he was trying to make a backstory to coincidentally I'll, I'll, I will go back into it this is the reason we started this podcast was because originally me not this podcast but too much time on our hands was me Tom and Sean had a drunken conversation about how we all like Prometheus and we felt like we're the only people in the world that like Prometheus. I like Prometheus. I like yeah. Prometheus too. So, well, I'll, I'll get on to why I wish they'd made that. But um, Prometheus is a film where he, tr- he it felt like everyone wanted an alien backstory and he wanted to do something quite grand with it. Just the script's not there. The characters make some weird choices throughout the I film. I like as rocks. Well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and he proceeds to get lost in a rock cave. But there, there is, there's weirdly this good film there that just didn't happen. And also, you got the space jockey wrong. That's not what I wanted to see from that. I wanted this big thing that's just kind of like part of this living ship. Yeah. And they well, didn't I feel, do I feel that. Like the sizing was out as well. Because in Alien, yeah. that space jockey is fucking humongous. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And the engineers aren't. The, for me, I prefer to think of Prometheus not as an alien film. I prefer yeah. to think of it as a solo yeah, what? what? You're right there, son. Have you just received a funny text message? <laughs> I'm just watching a funny dog video. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I mean, there's eating crisps and then there's watching other material whilst making a podcast. <laughs> it's really good. Oh. I am annoyed, but please send it to me. Yeah, we, we <laughs> want to, we want to see the funny oh, dog video. No, yeah. Oh, it's a cracker. Yeah, I'll tag you both in it. <laughs> Are you telling me you're on fucking Facebook while we're making this podcast? Carry on. So you're talking about Prometheus. Yeah. Come on. You were, you were. Listening. Saying, for me, I prefer to think of it as a non-alien. <laughs> Fuck's sake, Sonia. <laughs> I feel like the film. The... <sighs> Sorry. We're, we're gonna have to edit this. Yeah, out. we are. Yeah. I can't work in these conditions. <laughs> there are any crisps left? 
<laughs> no, no, I'm eating them all. Fucking hell. I only had two of them. Oh, come on, it'll be fine. I think it'll be funny having my Can you stop it. watching it? Otherwise, <laughs> you're going to laugh again. Yeah. <laughs> I've stopped. <laughs> Dan and his squash all over again. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's talk about fucking Prometheus, oh, all yeah, right? Yeah, let's. I didn't stop you. Right. I can't help it if I'm happy. So hopefully you'll be able to edit this in crisply. Yeah, we'll so see. for me, so for me, I prefer to think of Prometheus as a separate so as a separate sci-fi film and not part of the Alien franchise yeah. or the Alien universe. I think it's just for me. I don't, and obviously there's been another film. I don't see how we get from the gloop to a xenomorph. Well, he after Prometheus, he said, "Oh no, there's like another three films before you yeah. even see an Alien." But the, you don't. Yeah. You yeah. Spoiler alert: You see a shit xenomorph in this yeah. film, which irritating. That was the bit where I lost the film because yeah. it's like you didn't need that. That doesn't fit with the rest of the film, and mm. it doesn't fit with Covenant because I mean, we'll get on to Covenant, but oh, yeah. it doesn't work in the thing of Covenant there. But like the gloop and stuff is a fine thing to have there because mm. obviously there's no face huggers and I think it's all just done purely with the gloop. There was just for me. I wasn't someone who felt I needed a backstory to the alien. That's the biggest I, issue. I, for it. me, just having it as a creature that's yeah. out there, that's fine. It's, it's, uh, for me, the aliens took over that engineer ship yeah. somehow. They got on it. They reproduced. They crashed the ship. Yeah. And they were just on that planet waiting for someone else to come. It wasn't this... I mean, this film as well, as Covenant does it a bit more, but makes it seem like that engineer had those, or the space mm. jockey had those eggs to take them somewhere as part of some sort of destructive mission. And yeah. it just, for me, just didn't Alien didn't need anything else. I like the idea that the aliens brought the ship down as well. And, yeah. and they're, as you say, just waiting for something to yeah. come. Because the space jockey yeah. obviously has the chest burst. Yeah. It's got, its chest is gone. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know, I kind of like the idea of the engineers and the whole thing, like the whole film was about trying to... Fu- like sure, obviously wanting to find mm. her creator, and I forget the name of her boyfriend, the Tom Hardy lookalike. Oh my god, I always say the budget Tom Hardy. Yeah. Um, and then obviously you've got David, who's sort of on a similar journey. He sort of wants to know yeah. what his position is in life. And, and in a- my opinion, far away the best character in the film as well. Oh, a million! Yeah. I mean, he is the main character of the film, yeah. and you've got the whole thing of where he has the conversation with budget Tom Hardy, yeah. where they think they found the engineers, and it was just they're never going to know. And it's like, well, why do you? And there's the whole thing of him being really disappointed that they were just created for the sake mm. of it. And he just sort of says off the cuff to David, like, well, so were you. And it's yeah. like, but why is why are you being horrible to David when you're feeling really shit that that's why yeah, you're, yeah. you are? Um, obviously, David is a fucking devious twat in this yeah, film. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, but no, I I really, really like it. I think there's... A, I mean, the, the big problem in comedy value for me is Charlie's for not realising that you can run sideways. Yep. Because you've got the ship coming down on it, and she decides to try and run away from a mile-long ship in a straight line. Yeah, when yeah. She could probably step ten feet to the left and survive. <clears throat> Everything else strikes me as human naivety yeah. throughout most of that film. They make a lot of stupid mistakes. But then I think but, that is that's almost part of it, isn't it? Because yeah. it is like we're going out amongst the stars. We're going to find our creators, yeah. and it goes horribly wrong. And again, strong female lead with Shaw, Numi Rapace. I think she's really good in this film as well. Yeah, one of, like one of the most gut wrenching scenes in in one of in an Alien franchise scene as well, where she's trying to remove the yeah, where she's in the pod. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty great. That is nasty. And obviously, Guy Pearce, Sonia, for you was yeah. in it. Although obviously unrecognisable. <laughs> yeah. I love this film. Yeah, I I re like rewatching I it. I bought again. it on Blu-ray. Yeah, to have on my shelf. No, I've got it on Blu-ray with a lovely. 
shiny sleeve. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it's one. It's a film that I remember seeing it in two D and thinking this would have probably been quite nice to see in three D. The mm. bit where David's on the engineer ship and he gets like all the plans up and it yeah. goes all. I thought that would have looked very good in three D, but I've only seen it in two D. I just think there's such. I could talk about this for. It's weird. It's probably a badly made film, but. I could it talk looks about, amazing. Looks amazing, and I could the the idea of what he was trying to achieve from this film, and what he wanted to achieve from the all of these films. What would have happened if we'd got Prometheus two rather than Alien Covenant? So, was there originally a separate film to Covenant, or the, the, well, originally the plan was going to be Prometheus two and three, which leads into the Alien franchise. So, and I, I so is Covenant not what Prometheus two would have been? No, I don't think so. No, because he originally he's he's came out and said after Prometheus it will be three years before we see an alien. Yeah, um, and it'll be three films. Sorry, before we see an alien, um, and instead we got Alien Covenant. But you know, we'll get onto that. In a I bit. think though, from what I've read on this, yeah. he he necessarily didn't want the aliens, but no. Prometheus did okay financially, yeah. and the studio was then like, right, we need a fucking alien yeah. in this film, and that's why Covenant became slightly different exactly. in that aspect but no, I genuinely really enjoy this film I think it's just so solid I think everyone in it's really good Sean Harris is really mm. good although he does shout the line I love rocks <laughs> Rafe Spool again he's like a biologist who gets really close to a weird Hello alien there. slug yeah, thing yeah, yeah. and it's like surely you'd be a bit more careful around yeah, yeah. that uh, I think Charlize is really good in it as a sort of bitchy boss she's brilliant in that film uh, Idris rocking up as the thing Benedict Wong or yeah. as he will always be to me Errol from uh, 15 stories high um, really good cast I really enjoy this film yeah and, and as I say it was, it was trying to do something it <clears throat> didn't quite <clears throat> achieve and I, I love it for that it was very sequel baiting for Ridley mm. Scott he doesn't normally do that out and out there is a it might as well had Prometheus will return at the end of it I love it. I love a good film that's got this hidden message of like God and man and the idea of God. He has and quite man a lot of that in his films. Yeah. I don't know if he's a deeply religious man or not. No idea, but yeah, it, it really works in this as well. Mm. I don't think he is. No. no. I'd imagine probably not. Devil worshipper. Yeah. Maybe. Are we done with Prometheus? Yeah. I'm all calmed down from the dog video now. Yeah. <laughs> good. Um, okay, so next Can't one on the cut list. That out now. <laughs> Please keep the dog bit in. I'll try to. It's literally been the best part of the last four hours for me. <laughs> um, next one on the list, we put a little star next to. Oh, Prometheus had one Oscar nomination, which it didn't win. Any ideas what it might have been for? I really like the score, so I'm going to go score. Yeah, the score's really good. Visual effects. Yeah, visual effects. Yeah. Um, okay, so next one on the list is The Counselor. Little interesting fact Ridley Scott considers this one of the best films he's made. Oh, wow, I've really? Um, I, I've got it there, Dan. If you want to borrow it, and mm. I tell you what, you don't need to return it because I'm I'm going to go ahead and say it's one of the shittest films I've ever seen. Um, it, yeah, the only thing I can remember about it is the sex scenes. Yeah, um, so and it's got a great cast as well. It's got an because it's what is it? Fassbender, Penelope Cruz, Brad Javier Bardem, Cameron Diaz. Who so the only bit I remember this film was Cameron Diaz having sex with the windshield of a car. Mm. Um, <laughs> It starts off, I think, we were discussing this Not earlier. Like you're genuinely selling it to me. <laughs> I think it starts off with a, a scene between Penelope Cruz and... Fassbender. Fassbender. Um, doing the wild thing, but... 
I just I don't really remember anything else beyond no, that I, scene. I remember watching it. I remember watching it and just thinking, what the fuck have I just watched? I remember just being confused because it's a bit <clears> sort of heisty because Fassbender's like... I think it's got a low score on IMDb He's trying to be like well. a drug dealer or something and Bardet... Javier mm. Bardem's like the big drug dealer and he's trying to get in on it because he's like a businessman who needs more money and he gets drawn into this like, world of sex and drugs. But yeah, it's just... Because ah. doesn't by... Javier Bardem have like really shit, spiky gelled hair or something or am I thinking of yeah. a different film? No, yeah, but yeah. I'm thinking of the right film. So it's, it's written by Cormac McCarthy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, what, a book of or the yeah. screenplay? Mm. No, it's one of... Um, I think it's the third ad- adapted book of his... Yeah, because he did uh, the road, the road. In no country for old men. Yeah, um, but no. No, I did not enjoy this film. No, but oh. it's there in front of the telly, Dan. Yeah, take it. <laughs> okay, I'll give it a watch. Never darken this door again. Um, Me or the DVD? Both. <laughs> um, okay, moving on then. 2014 Exodus: Gods and Kings. So I randomly for a man who's not that religious I love biblical films and like religious films no idea why and obviously this film has also got Batman in it Christian Bale <laughs> uh, so that also sold me on it this is one I wanted to see at the cinema and I didn't manage to get to it I, this is one of the few films I think I bought brand new like f- day out first day it came out like full price which I don't often do it's not a brilliant film I really enjoyed it you're giving me the eyes because I lent this for, to Sonia not, for not the, the podcast not the sexy eyes just to clarify <laughs> <laughs> not the Jason Statham sexy eyes um, <laughs> but yeah I, I've only seen it twice I think and not seen it for a while because I lent it to you so you could watch it because you hadn't seen it but I remember enjoying it I think it's got some great special effects it's got this is where it's got like the plague it's because Christian Bauer's playing Moses essentially mm. and it's about him leading the Jews out of is it Druze? Um, you've got like the parting of the seas you've got like the frogs raining down you've got the Nile turning into blood um, but yeah that's just it's that kind of film was my cup of tea and I enjoyed it um, yeah so I um, fun story I watched this as a date movie <laughs> shit date movie but, yeah. um, you're off with the counsellor in um, maybe um Someone else I know told me that they took uh, their now wife uh, on their first date to see the boy in the striped pajamas. One more I would step up from Schindler's list. I'll tell you that was done. Um But I've no. No, 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 no. So this I watched this before I watched Robin Hood and I was just thinking to myself, this is fucking long and fucking boring. It is long. I was it, it was long and boring and I kept losing track of what was happening and then I watched Robin Hood afterwards and I just thought... Or back to back? I tried to watch back to back but I was quite drunk. But um, <laughs> So I watched Robin Hood the next day. I wonder why you were struggling to keep up with it if you were blind drunk. I wasn't blind drunk. <laughs> but by the time Robin Hood finished I was just like, oh, I've had enough of this. Um, Robin Hood is infinitely easier to follow than Exodus oh, yeah. Gods and Kings. But... It was. I just thought it was boring. I just thought it was really, really dull. And that and those two films really cemented for me. If I look down this list, ultimately, what I'm struck by is more long, boring films than films that I might want to watch over and over again. I feel like potentially Ridley Scott is at the point now where he probably doesn't get a lot of notes and a lot of push mm. from studios. So if he says, this is the film I'm making, this is my cut, they're not necessarily going to be oh no Sir Ridley can you do this instead or mm. so that's potentially why they're becoming longer more drawn out and 
perhaps boring because he thinks it's important he thinks mm. it works for the film but there's not someone looking at it from like a commercial point of view of is this film going to make money is it going to hit a wide audience I've got another take on it which is that he probably doesn't have the same fight in him as he did when he was younger and we've discussed that he's very much not a writer mm. so when you read about anything on Blade Runner he'd get the the script and he'd hand it back to the writers going how about we do this this and this I get the feeling nowadays Ridley Scott's as good as the script is. Like mm. he, he he'll live or die by how good a script is. And I think when we get to the next film, that that becomes pretty evident again. Um that's not taking anything away from what he's he, he does as a director, but I think that nowadays it's very much he'll direct the shit out of all these films, but the script just might mm. not be there. But then again, possibly I think we've mentioned this on another pod, mm. it's easier to make films now and more films get made. If you yeah. go back to when he was making Blade Runner Alien, mm. you maybe had like what two tentpole films a year and there was like five studios whereas now you've got director video you've got Netflix originals it's you things get through the cracks a lot more and more stuff gets put through whereas before a script might go through 15 rewrites whereas now it might go through four rewrites and then Mm. it's greenlit and it's a film yeah Um, going on to what you said earlier if he was religious when I said that and there was a a fact that I read about um, that and because I said no he's not um in an interview with Esquire magazine, Ridley Scott called religion the biggest source of evil, explaining everyone is tearing each other apart in the name of their personal god. And the irony is, by definition, they're probably worshipping the same god. In another interview, Scott claims that being an agnostic was a good quality for directing a biblical story because I've got to convince myself the story works. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not anti-religion, he's just not pro-religion. Um, yeah, anything else about Exodus, Gods and Kings? That won't be getting another watch. I've never seen it. I think it looked pretty as well. Mm. Um, then, so having decided that I thought Ridley Scott films were long and boring, um, I decided to watch the two and a half hour film The Martian today, mm. which I thought was fucking incredible. It, yeah, Have you I've not w- seen it before. No. No, I saw it when it came out, and I. Re- this is one that Jem likes as well, and we rewatched it. It's fucking phenomenal. Ridley it's Scott, so good. Himself calls this a comedy as well. Oh, I think no, it this, is. Uh, I can see this. Yeah, is yeah. So this comedy is, elements. Yeah. This is what this is what you alluded to yes. earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, I disagree. It's not a comedy. No. It's a drama with comedic elements. Oh yeah, I didn't and mean the, it's an out and yeah. out comedy. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but um, he went out of his way to say, "How can you not find it funny? How he's growing potatoes?" Yeah, and, with and, human shit. Yeah, and he goes, it, "It's." He described it as a comedy in the same way that he described Thelma and Louise as a comedy. I don't believe he actually described it as a comedy mm. i what happened this mm. is my take on it it was not going to win any awards so for the golden globes he got it put through into the comedy or musicals category because it was going up against mm. so many other strong films that it was never going to win against them which is yeah. why matt damon won a best actor in a comedy or musical role for the martian i think he won a golden globe yeah but this was in an interview he described it as that yeah uh, yeah but and so that's but that's why they put it through they tried to get it put I mean, through I as a comedy because you could the oscars see... were having none of it they're like yeah. fuck off no, no no i understand that but in an interview he he did describe yeah. it in the same in the same almost in the same breath as he described Thelma and louise uh, it's like get out they put it as a comedy but Jordan Peele said that he oh that's a horror yeah, film he said uh, it's up for a best uh, if it's not a comedy then it's up for best um, best documentary because he just wanted it put through as something basically mm. yeah. yeah so it does make sense but yeah 
No, I think you could obviously see this film like this is a not light-hearted, but there is humour in it. But as you mm. can see, a version of this film where it's dark and it's dank and it's mm. someone just being like, "Oh my god, I'm stuck on Mars, I'm going to die." Mm. So I, I can see it having a comedy element to it, but no, I just think this film so good. I mean, my favourite bit is where is like, and I'm dipping this potato in um, Xanax. It has been seven days since I ran out of ketchup. Yeah, <laughs> that the delivery of that line, and obviously the greatest line in cinematic history. I'm going to science the shit out of this. <laughs> what a line to have! Um, when I put a little star next to it earlier, when um, you went to the alien quote in space, no one can hear you scream, yeah. and they kind of allude to that. So Mara Rooney is that yeah, her name? Rooney Mara. Rooney Mara. Oh, it's it's no, like Kate, Kate Mara. Mara's in this. Kate Mara. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> She um, she just says, "Be careful out there in space," and it was mm. that was like a little nod yeah. to the yeah, alien yeah, yeah. Um, quote. Um, the potatoes thing I thought was great. Yeah. Um, like personally, like my three favourite foods, if I was to like list them, is probably like chips. But he didn't have a fryer, did he? he was micro and mashed potatoes. So yeah, I think I'd be well happy with a diet of potatoes. I love the fact they played Starman for the little mm. montage in the middle. Where I was thinking, why the fuck haven't they played Life on Mars? Yeah. Um, and I when love they, I love the disco playlist. <clears throat> yeah. But when they played ABBA, Waterloo, as he's driving off of that thing, it was just such a perfect like little scene with him driving along to ABBA. Mm. Thought the music that they chose for it was really um, funny. Um, I did. Um, I just thought it looked amazing. Yeah. I thought um, Matt Damon was incredible in it. One thing I noticed straight away, and I kept thinking to myself, when's he going to get hairy and skinny? Hmm. Um, because, you know, he's been up there for ages. Hmm. I also wanted to know, because it was coming up with the day count, wasn't it? And it's soul, whatever. Yeah. Um, and actually, apparently a soul, so a day on Mars, is actually about 35 minutes longer than a day hmm. here. Hmm. So... Um, it wouldn't um, like mess with someone too much like time wise Um, but I was thinking he's been up there for fucking ages like hundreds and hundreds of days why isn't he getting hairy and skinny and then you see that he is eventually towards the end there's like a time jump isn't there but I said to I was watching it with my mum today and I said to her have you noticed when you see the shots of his skinny body that you never see his face it's like he's putting a putting his suit on mm. or he's putting a yeah. t-shirt over his head and so the first thing I had to do after you know your IMDB yeah. the trivia was, it's all CG is it a body double and apparently he wanted to lose weight for the role but he'd done that before and it had made him really ill so Ridley Scott wouldn't allow him yeah. to lose weight so they had to get a body double but I thought those scenes where he was skinny it was clearly a body double mm. so you know what we were talking about earlier mm. with like amazing effects with like Russell Crowe and um Lawrence Olivier yeah. that was the fellow in it yeah <laughs> um, where he you know he died and but yeah. they included him and it looked so amazing but then I'm thinking okay we can't even get a skinny Matt Damon like to me it was like clearly obvious that that was another person's body um, but absolutely loved it and the scene at the end when um, when he's going to be rescued mm. yeah um, and he starts to get a bit emotional so he's, he's been quite yeah, he's sort like, of like cocky yeah, up until he breaks, then doesn't he? he's been quite sort of like whatever and it reminded me of the scene in Captain Phillips mm. yeah um, but apparently he hadn't seen the rest of the crew for like, or well, the rest of the cast for like five weeks. So when, and he was hearing recordings of their voice and it it was like a genuine yeah. thing. And apparently they just did one take and that's the one they used. And that's Matt Damon's like genuine reaction. And I really thought this really shows that Matt Damon's like really awesome. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a, it's a fantastic cast in general. And he looked really yeah. good, good, like skinny and hairy. 
Even if that no. wasn't his body. <laughs> he, um, he probably smelled like shit, though. Well, he's, but, he said he hadn't yeah. had a shower in yeah. a year and a half. And did you see his teeth as well? Yeah. Mm. Stuff like that, I think, is really, like, good um, filmmaking. Because mm. too often you Attention see films... Detail. Yeah, you see films where people are, like, roughing it or whatever, and they've got fucking clean teeth. So, a perfect, totally, like, off-topic here. Street cat named Bob, he's got fucking clean teeth, and he's wearing DMs with brand new tread. That guy's supposed to be homeless. He would have fucking rotten teeth and worn-out boots. <laughs> yeah? He would, wouldn't he? Yeah. I bet Mad Max has got clean teeth as well. But in that film, I really believed he'd been living on his own mm. for well over a year, and he hadn't had a fucking wash. Yeah. Because he looked like he stunk. It's kind of nice to have a film where there isn't a bad guy in this film either. Yeah. Mars is the bad guy. Yeah. Like, everyone in this film is a good guy. Because mm. like, you sort yeah. of think for a while that maybe Jeff Daniels is going to become the bad guy. And yeah. Like, no, we can't do it. But he, at the end of the day, he wants to help. He just wants to get yeah. him back. Because that whole little bit of like, oh, is he is he alive? Is he not? Like, what's going on? Be like, we've already mentioned Cheeto Afidio, Benedict yeah. Wong again. Yeah. What Jessica an amazing Chast- cast as well. Yeah, Jessica Chastain. Kristen um, Wiig. Mara, I've got it here, yeah. yeah. Mara Rooney. No, Kate Rooney. Kate. No, Kate, Kate Mara. See, why well, I'm getting uh, Sebastian confused. Stan, the Winter Soldier. I was about to say, I'm going to say two people that I Michael m- have man crushes on. Yeah, when I saw Sebastian his Sebastian Stan up. and Donald Glover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the other... Right, so um, just... Um, who are we going... Did I see Kristen Wiig playing a serious role? Yeah. But also, when I saw Childish Gambino rock up yeah. as well, to save the day, effectively, yeah. and I was just... I had no idea who was in that film. Mm. He's hot in that as well. Yeah, yeah. Mackenzie Davis as well. As yeah, a, a I knew you yeah. liked her. She's yeah, yeah. cute as well. I thought it was like a really, really amazing cast. Mm. Yeah, and it's just nice to see like a feel-good film like because it could easily have been a horrible film. Mm. And I, I like the fact that like the Chinese come in and help as well because, yep. again, like, are the Chinese going to refuse to help? It's it just a really nice feel-good it, it, film. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a feel-good film, although it... It is, I mean, it has has the ending that you want. And mm, yeah. it is, like, he's funny. Like, he's yeah. a and I think that's his way of, like, getting through it. It's just such an amazing looking film. And I chose to watch the, like, the extended mm, version. Because yeah. I thought, oh, it's over two hours long anyway. So what's the difference between, if it's two and a half hours, I might as well watch one yeah. that's two hours 40. You know mm. how I feel about films that are yeah. more than 90 mm. minutes. And I didn't feel like I was watching a long film. No, it doesn't feel long at all. It was really, really good. Didn't nod off or anything. No, it is it's a glorious film. Yeah, really, really like it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it again. So, no Oscar wins, but seven nominations yeah. for The Martian. Any idea? I think Matt Damon was nominated, wasn't yeah. he? Um, it, best Picture. I, I'm, I imagine it's, Ridley yeah. was up as well. For director, yeah. Effects, sound, soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So, um, no Best Director nomination. Mm-hmm. Best Picture, Leading Actor, Writing, Sound Mixing, Sound Editing, Visual Effects. Edited and produ- Screenplay? Production Design. Writing or yeah, screenplay, screenplay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, um, yeah because it's based on a book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all the things about it, like looking amazing and sounding mm. amazing, which is not surprising really, is it? Because his films seem to mm. get those nods quite a lot. Yeah, that's one thing that is consistent, like the sound and the look. Mm. It's always crisp as even the films that you think are crap, they even, look amazing. So the little scene towards the end where he's like floating in his little pod, waiting mm. to get rescued, doing all the, the Iron nuts Man. And, all the nuts and bolts before the Iron Man bit, all the nuts and bolts are floating around and like pinging on his little mm. um, shield on his helmet. Mm. And they were making it was just yeah, it was just cool. Just, yeah, I really really enjoyed it. 
I mean, what could go wrong after The Martian? What could he possibly... Um, so, following on then from The Martian, I, th- I don't know about you, maybe we just hand over to Dan. Um, what, the best alien film directed by Ridley Scott? I just... Never mind the best alien film directed by Ridley Scott. I, it's probably in my top five films of all time. Um, alien Covenant. So, before you get going, because he's stroke yeah. his beard, I would just go, I don't hate this film. I, I watched it again... I, I would also include this not as an alien mm. film. Obviously, this goes to more lengths to be an alien film. We have neomorphs and xenomorphs mm. and face huggers. We have the eggs. Um, I feel like it fits well with Prometheus, but again, I don't see how this film. Well, obviously, this film has more of a thing to alien, but this pulls it further and further away from why is that space jockey there with those eggs? Mm. I don't see how we get from Covenant to that no no obviously we've got the Xenomorphs more as we'd expect them to be they've got the little mouths They're, these ones are a bit more like quadrupeds rather than biopeds but obviously in the other alien films one comes through a dog doesn't it it runs yeah, on all it, fours it, it's what it takes on a bit I enjoy like the sort of airborne version of the virus mm. so to speak because obviously the first we have like a, a mouth burster and a back burster mm. in this film I think so. I think there's better human characters in this than in Prometheus. I mm. actually quite like Billy Crudup's like evangelist, almost Christian leader. Uh, Daniel's again another strong female. Yeah, lead. no, she 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 stands out. She's very Ripley esque. Yeah. I feel like they went very close, and maybe you could have even just making a blonde or something, because um, she even has like the short haircut. Um, but no, I again had enjoyed it more than I thought I was going mm. to going back watching it but I I think me and you saw it at the cinema and I enjoyed mm. it at the cinema and I, I really like the neomorphs I feel like maybe we didn't need to go further mm. or closer to aliens than we did there's actually on IMDB there's a beautiful little bit of trivia about the neomorphs yeah so apparently they were based on goblin sharks that makes um, sense which they have teeth that point outwards when they're attacking so mm. that they can grab and um, <laughs> just, just got it. The creature's mouth, when closed, appears similar to an anal sphincter. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, though. It does. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, lovely little, lovely little bit of trivia. Anything from you, to, Son, uh, before we? Well, just to agree with you, Terry, I went to see it at the cinema and didn't hate it. I, so I can see why people don't like it, but I can't see why anyone under- hates it. I don't understand. I mean, I can some, explain that some yeah. people's like furious anger over it. So let's just. I mean, he's got a shade of red already, and he's not it spoken was about. Easily it. the worst film I watched that year. It was what year was dreadful. Twenty sixteen. It was a cowpat of a film. The script is dreadful. There is a scene. I don't care about any of the characters in it. That's the worst thing about the film is I don't care about any of them, and it came out in the same year as Rogue One which does the same thing. Introduce a whole load of new characters you've never met before, but I am tr- holding back the tears when I'm watching Rogue One when, spoilers, Did, some of them let's die. Let's not do that. Um, it's worse than me. <laughs> um, in this, it starts... The, the characters start dying with a slapstick st- scene where a woman does a pratfall on some blood and blows up a, sh- a shuttle whilst making a ton of hilarious comedic almost errors whilst trying to save someone who's got a thing bursting out of them I seem to remember yeah that's the backburster yeah um, there is some of the worst exposition I've seen in a film in, in years with the um, 
the Billy Craddock line, um, uh, they don't believe a man of God can have a rational thought or something along yeah. those lines. And it's like, well, just I tell you what, just show me he's a preacher. Show him yeah. praying or something. And and then maybe at that point make a point of saying, well, okay, they've shown me he's a preacher. Um, and then make him maybe like a throwaway comment as to why he's not going to get promoted. That would make more sense to me. Some of the characters I, I quite like, like David continues to be just a dickhead. But yeah. it does feel like there should have been another film in between Prometheus and this. Yeah. Where it explains exactly what happened to Numi Rapace's character, for yeah. starters. And him taking on the engineer homeworld. Oh my God, yeah, exactly. Because they just kind of go, oh, this happened in another yeah. film. I don't remember any of the characters' names in this. I don't care about the characters. They die in hilarious fashions a lot of the time. The script is bad. I don't necessarily think it's Ridley Scott's fault. I just think that it's it feels like the studio went, ah, Prometheus didn't make much money. Yeah, this this was the yeah. film where they were like, No, we need alien we need xenomorphs. Yeah, exactly. Um and, and it feels like going, Well, can you put something together? And it feels like when as they turned the screws on this, it became less and less a Ridley Scott film and more and more we need to sell this film and it needs to make money which I think mm. it made a ton of money to be fair like more than Prometheus I think it made money but it was just not well received yeah I, I mean I can't I can't stand it I, I understand that there's things that people like about it just the script is just oh just I mean the thing I've really I mean you've sort of got yeah. into it obviously in this film we've got David and we've got Walter yeah both played by Michael Fassbender both androids yeah um, and there's obviously there's a bit towards the end that involves them that is so signposted. Oh my god! And yes, so horrendous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's played as a shock, and you're just like, "We saw that coming." Yeah. I, I was just like, "They didn't know." Yeah, but but what you were talking about the original Alien ending about the message saying everything's fine yeah. and everyone's yeah. dead because that's, that's pretty much I, happens at the end. Of the, yeah, yeah, that's where I read about it. Basically, like that was like Ridley getting it back in. Yeah, it's David saying that. But um, it was just again because basically we find out that. David created the xenomorph, mm. essentially. Yeah. So it is like, how is he getting those around? How is he pushing those on? Mm. How is he? I just don't care. I want the aliens to be an alien race yeah. that exists. It destroys planets and then it goes dormant with the eggs until someone else turns up and then it gets on their plane or their ship yeah. and it goes to their home planet. That's what I want. For, I don't want it to be. Oh, it's a bio weapon that David meticulously with one body somehow managed mm. to go from gloop to yeah. a massive fucking cellar full of eggs. I love I love shared universes, don't get me wrong. And that's that's why I like Prometheus so much. It's I like the idea that it's in the alien universe yeah. but has doesn't really have a lot to do with alien itself. In the same way that little nods to aliens in Predator films. Yeah. I like that as well. But I think this this was it gets to a point where it's unnecessary I mean, it, yeah. it, this felt like a very much a Let's just get it out there and make money, which you know, filmmaking yeah. is a business. Like I say, if about. you had this and Prometheus as its own little side story, and so yeah. you you stopped at the neomorphs and you yeah. just had the because I liked them; they were different looking, they were yeah. a bit more interesting. There's the bit where David almost sort of like imprints on one, I guess mm. would be the best way of saying it, until Billy Crudup blows the fucking shit out yeah. of it. Um, but no, I feel like the whole action set piece at the end is a little bit like. Not poor CG, but mm. not brilliant CG, and it's just a bit. Yeah, yeah. 
very reminiscent of the first film again which like seems to end really quickly as well seems to be go from this really dramatic scene to like oh everything's fine now and we we all know it's not fine but it it just feels like it just very bring the hammer down very suddenly yeah yeah. I think there's good points to it but yeah it's not it is the weakest of Ridley Scott's alien films Mm. his trilogy but yeah it doesn't look like we're going to get another one now oh really well it's been two years and there's nothing apparently Ridley Scott will still tell you that he's working on it and it's coming mm. but officially there's not a lot coming out about it it's, it's weird because this was roughly the same time he, he stepped aside for Blade Runner 2049 as well so yeah. whether that was just I don't know it's a weird one I, I'd love to have seen what Ridley Scott wanted to do with Blade Runner 2049 it wasn't like he didn't have anything to do with it yeah. but um, Denis Villeneuve was obviously a very smart choice. I can't well. imagine he'd have made a better film. No, no, no. Such a good film. Such a great film. But yeah. I'll, I'll shut up now. Sorry. Anything Sorry. to add on Covenants on? No, I think Dan's covered it all for the whole world. Um, okay, bringing us up then to present day. Um, all the money in the world. The, um, the shamed Kevin Spacey. Yeah, so this uh, is where picture. I was saying earlier about potentially Orlando Bloom was forced mm. on him. Interesting story. Ridley Scott wanted Christopher Plummer mm. as JP Getty, and the studio forced him to have Kevin Spacey because oh, he had man. bigger pull. Mm. I think, what happened. I think yeah. that's part of the reason why Ridley Scott was so hot on re- re- recasting and replacing. Yeah. He's like, I can have the man I want now. Mm. So, fuck you, studio. You made me do it, and it's cost you 50 million, one and a half million of it going mm. to Mark fucking Wahlberg, mm. and what a grand going to Michelle Williams. Yeah, just um, under, yeah. But no, so I watched this recently this was part of my mm. watching specifically for the film I know for m- I spoke to Dan about this mm. for me I enjoyed the film I thought it was good but I felt like I was watching a film that had Gail Getty John Paul Getty Paul Getty and Mark Wahlberg in it for me Mark Wahlberg was dreadful in this film he, yeah. he didn't fit it was such a I sort of I didn't need him did no, you? no it was like a really active film and then you've got this guy who I just saying, I don't dislike Mark Wahlberg. Mm. I like some of his films, mm. but he's not an actor. This isn't a film for Mark Wahlberg. To be. Mm. That role should be Oscar Isaac or someone a more character actor. Because it was literally, it was just like I'm going to put glasses on and I can play this sort of fixer guy. Yeah. And it just really drew. Every time he was on screen, I was like, I'm watching a film. Mm. Whereas, I mean, Michelle Williams, as we spoke about before, phenomenal in this film. I think Christopher Plummer. When you imagine how he filmed most of his scenes. Mm. If you can't see anyone else in a scene with him, he's filming it on his mm. own because it cut costs. Because he, f- he filmed it all in about two weeks or something, mm. didn't he? So for him to put in such a great performance, because apparently his performance is very different to Kevin Spacey's. His is a lot cold. I forget, one of them's a lot colder, one of them's a lot warmer. I can't remember which way around it was. I think Plummer was warmer, but somehow made it more deathly cold that mm. how horrendous he was in these mm. situations because he is a massive Bellin. he must be like a proper precursor for Mr Burns he must have been like but like the way he acts with yeah. people and like his attitude that money is all that's important I love the whole little bit with the statue as well I thought that was like a, mm. quite a cool thing that obviously pays off a little bit later but I really enjoyed the film but yeah for me Mark Wahlberg like stopped it being a great just film just didn't need to be there yeah. did he I understand obviously it's real life, but say so he was just, yeah, yeah. So ba- yeah, based on a true story, um, where a it's the son, isn't it, or grandson Grand- is his grandson kid- kidnapped, held to ransom, and he doesn't want to pay the ransom. 
Um, I went to he see tries the to negotiate as well, doesn't he? Yeah. We were meant to go together, and I think Daisy was sick, and I couldn't go. Yeah, I went to see it, and I, I, I did enjoy watching. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, and I thought the cast was good, with the exception of uh, Marky Mark, who wasn't awful. I just don't think yeah. he should have been there. Is, uh, is it me, or is he yet to find what he is? Like, I know he's the highest-paid actor in Hollywood right now, but is, is he? It? I think so. Yeah, yeah because he, he does yeah. so many things, and yeah. he's a producer and shit. But is he yet to find his niche? Like you know, like Statham does Statham films. The Rock yeah. does Rock the Rock films. Mm. Is 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 Mark Wahlberg still yet to find what it is that he actually does? I think most of his better films have been like True Life, and yeah. admittedly this one as well. But if you think like Lone Survivor, I think is a yeah. great film. The one Deepwater Horizon is yeah, it? Yeah. Oh, Bos- I love Deepwater. The Boston Horizon. bombings one as well. I think yeah. he's really mm. good in that. What's that called? Patriot's Day. Oh, yeah, Patriot's Day. Yeah. So, so, so maybe... That. That's on Netflix. Oh, is it? Yeah. Sweet. Maybe real-life action heroes is, is, yeah. is what he should be doing. Like every quite man. funny, too. Yeah. yeah, it can be, yeah. On that, that Doug Loves Movies podcast. No, that's <laughs> not funny. <laughs> it's funny. He's awful in the Transformers films as well. He is dreadful in he's, them. Yeah. He's not good at deliberate shit like the mm. Stath and the Rock is. No. He can't do that sort of nudge-nudge, wink-wink to he, camera. I don't think he can take the piss out of himself particularly no. well. No. I mean, that said, Ted's not awful. But. Oh, yeah, that's oh, true. Oh, Ted's great. What yeah. about The Good Guys? Oh, uh, The Good Guys is good. As, yeah, maybe mm. he can do comedy, yeah. yeah that's what I mean. He could do out-and-out out comedy. Yeah. But I, I don't like think Daddy's Home as well. He can't do that. Yeah. That, the, the raising of the eyebrow like The Rock can do. He's, yeah. It's a comedy. Or well, it's no one can raise the eyebrow like The Rock. No, yeah. this is also I true. I can raise my eyebrow quite well. Go on, then. That's actually pretty good. Mm. Yeah. I could smell what you're cooking. Um... I don't know what you mean by that. Um, so it got a nomination. It didn't get any wins. Any idea? Plumber. No idea. Absolutely no idea. Because I haven't seen Plummer. it. Plumber. Yeah. Um, so he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. I honestly, honestly, truly believe it's beca- on the back of the Kevin Spacey Yeah, it debacle. was all about that. Um, it, was, it was fine. The film was fine. But I don't believe that was a... Now, so I think worthy performance. Potentially, like the Academy, because obviously it is all actors and stuff. They're thinking about he's turned this round in fourteen mm. days. A lot of that he's on his own. Yeah, and I feel like that's why he's getting it because it's really. Have you seen like the like the footage and the pictures of Kevin Spacey? Because obviously he's he- heavily made up because mm. he's a lot younger. Whereas yeah. Christopher Plummer was a bit older than JP Getty was mm. at the at the time of the film. Um, and yeah, I just I don't think he looks. I just don't. Say the studio forcing him on him. I know it just seems like an odd choice, but um, yeah. little fun fact about the um, Oscar nominations: so Christopher Plummer is the oldest person, the oldest man to be nominated in that category hmm. um, at age eighty-eight. Yeah, doesn't look it though, does he? Uh, yes. Well, you think if you're eighty, because there was the weirdest stat I saw, slightly off topic, but Tom Cruise is now is older now. Than Richard Wilson when he started playing Victor Meldrew in One Foot in the Grave. That's crazy. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> that What's a cool a fact. Absolute mind bending fact, isn't it? Because like, Tom Cruise is like 56. Mm. Wow. It, it's absolutely crazy. Um, earlier on, when I was um, looking at my phone, I wasn't looking at dog videos. <laughs> you, I mean, you were. I was a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I was looking at some of my notes and I forgot um, a nice little quote that I um, did enjoy from the Robin Hood movie. So when um, Russell Crowe's character goes uh, goes back to tell and tells uh, Marion that her husband's died um, and he makes the comment 
to, they're kind of like walking along and he makes there's obviously a bit of you know sexual chemistry between them and he makes the comment um a good night referring to her husband and she turns around and she goes it's short but sweet Oh, and, uh, oh, and he's like, no, I meant good night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was a good night, and she went, oh yes, yes, of course he was, of course he was. Um, and another quote, um, which I should have mentioned for Matchstick Men, which I really thought summed up um, Nicholas Cage's character. So his daughter Angela, or the character Angela, turns around to him and says, "You're not," because he's just like, "I'm a bad guy. I, you know, you shouldn't live with me. I'm not going to teach you my job." And she says, "You're not a bad guy. You're just not a very good one." That's really and I cool. thought that was yeah. a really cool quote and I thought you could apply that to a lot of people. There was one thing I actually forgot to say as well because I made it on notes on my phone rather than in my pad. In Legend, there's ev- evident whoever made the Resident Evil games likes Legend because mm. there is basically Pyramid Head in that film. Yeah. There's a bit where they're in like a a forge and he's got like the big old thing, he's got a massive great sword, he's topless. And I watch I was like, fuck me, it's Pyramid Head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I can see that. So is that done? The films of Sir Ridley Scott? Sir Ridders. Mm. Um, I've got a few facts for you. Yeah? Can I just quickly... Well, not really a few facts. Um, I was, so has I've, he not won a director Oscar then? Apparently not, no. That's crazy. Cray cray. Because yeah. he's not getting any young... Because he's, no. he's alien, he was in his 40s when he made that. Um, he came to it quite late. Um, well, whose phone is doing that? And I didn't think phones no. did that anymore. I didn't, I didn't think, think they, they did that anymore, either. Gosh. Your shit tech. Um, right, so I've got the top 10 um, highest grossing Ridley Scott films. Mm. So I've got the top 10 highest grossing, and then I've got adjusted for ticket price inflation. That's bad to say, yeah. Yeah. What list do you want? Adjusted, because otherwise, yes. otherwise it'll be whatever's recent. Yeah. Okay, because um, not necessarily, Dan. Mm. Um, not necessarily um, but also I only have the figures for the non-adjusted list yeah. okay um, so what do you want to do adjusted or non-adjusted we could do both I yeah. guess any ideas what might be Blade Runner one? won't be on it because no. that flopped it, at the cinema yeah bombed yeah um, so number one Gladiator's got to be right yeah, up there because be up there, of really all the Oscars yeah. and stuff and I imagine Alien would be quite especially in an mm. adjusted thing I think Alien would be up there Prometheus and Alien Covenant are probably quite high as well um, so in the non-adjusted yeah. list and I've got a really cool yeah. fun fact about one of the films yeah. in the non-adjusted list I'll do 10 to 1 you've got Exodus Gods and Kings at number 10 Alien yeah. Covenant Alien yeah. Robin Hood Black Hawk Down okay so I've yeah. got opening weekend versus lifetime yeah. Black Hawk Down hundred and so bearing in mind so at number 10 you've got Exodus Gods and Kings it took 24 million and it's Opening weekend, sixty-five million lifetime. Mm. Black Hawk Down took one hundred seventy-nine thousand. Yeah. Um, opening weekend, one hundred eight million lifetime. That would be after it got an Oscar nod. Then it, yeah. it opened. Yeah. Or it just started in like four cinemas. It opened in four cinemas. Yeah. Um, then you got Prometheus, American Gangster, Hannibal at number three, Gladiator at number two, and The Martian at number one. Oh, of course, mm. yeah. Um, adjusted for ticket price inflation. 10 to 1, you've got Thelma and Louise at number 10. Yeah. Black Rain, Robin Hood, so same sort of place. Prometheus, same sort of place. Black Hawk Down at number 6, both mm. lists. American Gangster, The Martian at number 4. Hannibal at number 3, exactly the same place on both lists. Alien at number 2, yeah. and Gladiator at number 1, yeah. which is yeah. what we expected. I thought Gladiator. When I looked at the original list mm. and saw The Martian at number 1, I was surprised. Um, 
but yeah, decent, mm. decent numbers there. Yeah, he's made a few. He must have made over a billion at the box office. Yeah, yeah. Cumulative. Um, but you guys, I think, have done top fives. Have I've you? done a top five. Yeah, have have you, you done not done five? one? Yeah. Have you done a top five? No, Terry. I'll tell you one. I told I told Dan this earlier. I couldn't do a top five because I honestly don't think there's five <laughs> films that I would watch over and over. I could probably. Go, I like Alien. I'll watch that again. I'll probably watch Thelma and Louise again. Hannibal I'll watch, but that's different because mm. it's Hannibal looked, huh? Um, and now that I've seen The Martian, I'd probably watch that again. If I'm honest, the rest of the films on the list, if I haven't watched them... You need to give Legend another go. I yeah. might watch... Yeah, Legend I might watch, but they're probably all one viewings for me. I think, in summary, from doing Sir Ridders, I'm not Ridley... Ridley, a Ridley Scott fan. <laughs> <laughs> You're not Ridley down. a Ridley Scott fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go ahead with your top five. Well, you go I first, can't give Dan. you one. So should I just go down the whole five? Yeah. Just quickly. Yeah. No, five just to give, one, just yeah. give us four and don't tell us your number one. <laughs> oh, fuck you. We'll reveal it next week. Um, so honourable mention: Thelma and Louise, Prometheus, didn't quite make the list. Thelma and Louise did until it kept getting moved further and further down because I kept remembering films that he'd done. Uh, number five is The Martian. Um, really, really liked that. Number four is Black Hawk Down. Number three was Gladiator. Number two is Alien. And number one is Blade Runner. And this is an on-running conversation I have with a couple of people who listen to this podcast, I believe, about Blade Runner versus Alien in terms of Ridley Scott's best film. Well, you yeah. talking about Rich? Yeah. <laughs> so I've got number five, The yeah. Martian. Yeah. Number four, Gladiator. Yeah. Number three, Legend. Nice. Number two... Blade Runner, Ooh. number one, Alien. <laughs> and for me, it's hard to pick between the two, but I yeah. feel like Alien is more of a rewatcher for me than Blade Runner, and that's why I've gone Alien over Blade Runner. I, I think they, the way I look at it is they're both amazing films. Oh, yeah. And it, it's what your personal preference is. So when you consider is, that's yeah. two of his first three films that he directed, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking unreal. And but yeah. Yeah, Blade Runner for me is maybe once a year I like to like sit down and immerse myself whereas mm. Alien I can pop that on mm. and like enjoy it more yeah. I, th I think for me Alien has got like that nostalgia thing because we've yeah. had it our whole lives but if I was going to watch another film mm. tomorrow I'd probably watch The Marsh Martian again even though I just watched it today Oh, for me it'd be Legend because it blew me away how much it still stood up and how great a film it was I do want to watch Legend Gladiator again weirdly player. enough for me so but from that list... And I, I really want to watch Hannibal Martian. again now as mm. well. I watch Hannibal a lot anyway, though, so... Yeah. That, I, this made me want to watch Blade Runner again, which is... I feel like yeah. getting out of bed makes you want to watch Blade oh, Runner. so good. <laughs> breathing in. Yeah. I, I, and yeah. then Making an oversized out. squash. I was, to put it in perspective, <laughs> <laughs> I was Lol. upset that I, couldn't, I could only find my Blade Runner 2049 t-shirt. I couldn't find my Terrell Corporation t-shirt from Blade Runner. No. First world problems. Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. So uh, right. So as we got Dan here, should we get? Should we let Dan pull a topic out of the hat? Yeah, but if he pulls out one of his, it's going straight back. Yeah, in. yeah. No, I, <gasps> if you pull I out, found half a crisp. There's another bit there. I've dropped it. There's another bit there. Let's have that. I'm having both bits. Right. Yeah. I'm wasting away here. Crumbs there. Have I those. thought they were trying to give me the box to pick out the. Right. Don't look. They've gone a bit yeah, stale. Let me just give him a little mix up there. Oh, there's lots, lots. So we've done, um, we've refreshed the hat because we had quite a few um, additions of new categories that mainly Terry wanted to put in. Um, um, some of which I'd actually already put in, I'd just forgotten. And some of which I'd already put on. Um, 
Tori. Right there, Terry. And <laughs> also, handed. some people had got in touch and wanted us to put some uh, subjects in the hat. So we've done that. We're going to uh, let Dan pick one. But if it's one that Dan's put in the hat, we're going to pop it back in and let you pick another one. Because frankly, two weeks running with you on here, not going to fucking happen. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. It's been lovely having you here, Dan. Yeah, yeah Thanks, Dan. It means we have to remember your social media stuff. Yeah, that's handy, isn't it? Is that one? Is that what one? colour no, is you've, it? You've got about five there. Okay, cool. Before you read it out, tell us what colour it is. Okay, that's that's one. Okay, right. Um, it is. Is it what colour is it? White. Oh, it's one of mine. Ready? Yeah. Comfort movies. Ooh. Okay. That's a really good one. I like that. Don't put it back in the hat, you fool. Yeah. yeah. You'll get pulled out again. Comfort movies, eh? Terry, what, what do you want from us? So this is the kind of film where you're having a bad day, maybe you're feeling a bit shit, like you've got the flu, and it's like, I need that film that's going to pick me up, and you resort to that So film. not Steel Magnolias? <laughs> Probably not, unless you just want to finish weeping yourself into a <laughs> grave. Weeping Pro- myself inside out. You're probably looking at like your most watched films. I would probably say as an easier way, another way of looking at it. It's the film that you watch over and over again, and just always makes you feel good. I've heard this described as chicken soup movies. As yes. in movies that you put on when you're feeling a bit shit. What, yeah. what would I have in its place? Uh, tofu soup. I don't know. I knew you were going to say eat. that. Noodles. Noodles, yeah. Um, Milk and veg- duck soup. Some vegetable spread on toast. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Probably crackers, let's be honest. Something crunchy. Yeah, something yeah. loud. Yeah. Okay, so we're just going to have two weeks of watching our favourite movies. It's going to be hard to do a kex file on hate. that though, isn't it? Well, yeah. Oh yeah, how, how are we going to do, do a that? Catch file on comfort films. Well, maybe we could pick one that we think could be. Oh, I don't know. Get get people to recommend them. Yeah. To, to get find one person each to recommend it. Yeah. And then, or we could give each other one. <laughs> <laughs> also, you could <laughs> you could pick each other's catch file. Oh. <laughs> I feel sick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so maybe it's worth me giving you My a comfort film. My bowel is film. tightening and loosening at the same time. Is your alien covenant anal sphincter? Or, or find someone that's got completely different taste in you and get them yeah. to pick, pick, pick a film for you. Yeah, it's, we're going to have to take someone else's comfort film. Mm. Whether that is you give recommend me a film and I recommend you a film. There's someone you can just text to give you a comfort film. Yeah, I'll find someone. I don't think I know anyone. It's only you two. Lucy? Yeah, there yeah, you go. but I kind of feel like Lucy's comfort film might be very similar to mine. Oh, talking of comfort films, I forgot about a little fact about Sir Ridders. Do you know what his favourite film is? The Bicycle Thieves. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what his favourite film is? Of his own or in general? No, no, no. Muppets Take Manhattan. Top Gun. Muriel's Wedding. Oh, really? Oh, uh, he said he likes it it's so much. a throwback. Much. Says he likes it so much, he's watched it six or seven times. Favourite fucking film, Ridders? Yeah, but watched he's a busy it six man, or seven he? times. Mm. I've watched films I hate six or seven times. <laughs> I don't know the meaning of your the response of Top Gun was probably what Tony Scott was doing at the time. He goes, "What's your favourite film? What's, what's Ridley's favourite film? Was it Top Gun? Top Gun? Top Gun? Oh, thanks, Ridley. <laughs> Muriel's fucking wedding, you prick. Yeah, probably threw his hat on the ground. It's a great film. Cracking choice. Okay, so we'll text someone and get. Yeah. A so we will find someone else's comfort film that we have not seen and is fifty pence in kecks. And a comfort film is the film that you put on when you're feeling a bit shit and you want to be cheered up. Can I make or, another suggestion? I don't know if it'd be cheered up, but a film that you just return to, like. Because FYI, I watch Return of the Kings, all Return of the King, all the time. Fuck yeah, that, it doesn't have to be a short film. It could but, be. A, no, but what epic. I'm saying is, I don't put it on because I think, woo, yeah, because you know that film makes me yeah. cry. 
But I just, just watch some... it over and over. It makes me weak for my penis, then... that film. Oh. But then... <laughs> Thanks for spoiling it for me, Dan. That's probably still comfort because you're like, yeah. what do I want to watch? I'll pop that on because it's like putting on a nice, pop it nice on warm cardigan. Be- I'll pop it on before bedtime. Yeah. i put the second disc on. I love it. Um, Hopefully fall asleep Can I make another suggestion? Oh, fucking hell. We might not take it on board, though. Get... Get the other person to give them 50p and get them to go into CEX. And That's pick not up fair. Show. Why? Because have you been to CEX? Oh, a, I'll pick you. <laughs> I'll give you 50p. Yeah, maybe you should get both of ours. <laughs> All right. Oh, no, but then we've got to see him again before two weeks is <laughs> I'll send it to you. You can just post the address, yeah. Mm. It'll okay. double the price of it. But... I know, I'm going to get mine. Yeah. Graham North. There you go. Yep. Sorted. <laughs> Mine's probably going to be Steve, to be honest. Because I see go. him the most, it'll be yeah. easiest. Yeah, but it might be very similar. No, we've got quite different taste in films. Okay. Whatever. Get Perfect. Gemma. Oh, no. Get Gemma to pick yours. No, because it'll be some... F- it'll be fucking... Oh, I don't know. Probably fucking Twilight. She watches Twilight a lot. But that that's the idea. That's a perfect idea. Yeah, get them, send them in CX with 50p. I reckon I know what Graham North's going to pick. I'll tell you when we finish. Yeah. I bet I know what he's going to pick. No, I- it's got to be something you haven't seen as well, don't mm. forget. Yeah. Or maybe we should write it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, sweet. All right, so we wrap this shit up? Yeah. All right, so oh, on... social medias, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was just about to do. So we are Theatrical Cut on Twitter and Theatrical Cut Pod on Instagram. Hopefully you would have seen the questionnaire that we spoke about in the Girl Power Pod. I put some pictures of that on Instagram because it is it's a thing of beauty. Um, I am Prefax on Twitter and on Instagram. Sonia is Bloody Mallory on Twitter, but don't at her. And she is Mallory underscore watches on Instagram. Dan, tell us about the mother pod. Yeah, uh, Twitter is 2MTOOH. Instagram is TMTOOH. And Facebook is facebook.com forward slash TMTOOH. Or if you want, I'm McGloogly on everything, which is MCLG. M-C-G-L-O-O-L Don't worry, nobody's yeah. going to message you. Yeah, fuck it. No, just get, get us on them, the other one. Yeah. Sweet. Anything anyone else would like to say about Sir Ridders? No, I'm done. I'm sick of him. Dan, done? I mean, I, I love him. He's, he's done a lot of amazing things, but yeah. Yeah, quite the career. So, see you next week. Mike, drop. <laughs>